but you know, I, I guess that's just, you gotta pay respect. You gotta pay respect to your craft when you're getting paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's it's, well, it, it's important to to maintain. Like I said, this is this is fun. This is a fun job. We didn't get into it to have it not be fun. All right, here we go. So today's guest, Bill Cormalis Jr., check him out at BillCormalisJr.com. I like the true joy of doing the the fundraiser for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum um, last year. It's ongoing, I think. Yes. Is um, I got to meet all these cool artists, and um, Bill Cormalis was one of the first to reach out to me and um, and uh, have me remember that I was human. Um, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, sir? Thank you for joining. I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. No, I, I, of course, was like drawn to your work instantly, just because it's it's really awesome. But um, also, I, uh, I think for there was about a hundred of us in that first effort, and um, I think for a lot of the people, it was the theme was new. Yeah. Um, but for you, reading a little bit on your social media. Um, I mean, you, you started this a long time ago, this journey into memorializing the Negro leagues. Yes. How did that start? Like what? Uh, make a long story short. Um, I'm a Dodger fan. And so there's a little bit of Negro league history that comes along with being a Dodger fan through Jackie Robinson. So there's that, that minor exposure through that. And then uh, always a baseball fan. That's obvious. And uh, and then uh, I was just reading these books, and it was about mostly the white or the you know the the not black major leaguers. And then there was a segment about <clears throat> excuse me about Josh Gibson, and uh, but that was literally the first time I'd ever heard of Josh Gibson in my life. And uh, this was probably about thirteen years ago. And uh, I don't know. I wasn't. I have. I was never doing baseball art even back then. It was like I was just a, a regular artist doing whatever art. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, then I started that. And uh, Josh Gibson was the first one. Oh, look! I'm just gonna tilt this up a little bit. Okay. So that's, for the that's for the audio the, listeners, um, he's pointing to a piece of. A Josh Gibson piece. That is the so. first baseball painting in my life right there. Oh, Josh. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then I painted a second one. And then I painted a third. And then I, I was like, what do I do with three baseball paintings? Three is really not – it, it means something in baseball, but it doesn't mean a lot in baseball. So – I uh, I just decided that I'm like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do 18 baseball players I'm like I'm gonna do 18 and 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 how I chose it was I I chose the series is 
two position players, which cup which makes two teams. Okay, so I had this fantasy thing happening where these fantasy teams could play each other. Okay, that's why I did it, and uh, and it was the timing was pretty wild because <clears throat> excuse me I didn't do any other art for a year and a half when when I started mm-hmm. those I didn't draw I didn't I didn't do anything outside of those pieces 18 months so about a month on each about a month on each painting and that was like doing the research you know going online looking in the books Wikipedia trying to find out everything I could about every player that I was doing. And uh, then the timing was, uh, and I had previously built a relationship with the Museum of Tolerance in uh, Los Angeles from some of the music artwork I was doing. And I just proposed it to him. I I literally was like, hey, I got this. I mean, it's not Jewish. I'm like, but it, it has to do with tolerance. I said, what do you think? And they, they jumped on it. And, uh, so I got to have a, a, an exhibition at the Museum of Tolerance and, and they had never done an artist exhibition before, ever. Yeah. It's just the Holocaust stuff. And uh, yeah, basically that was it. Just, just enthusiasm. I like history. And, uh, you know, see, we're, we know everything there is to know about all the players that play in the major leagues. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all written. It's all there. It's, you want to know about Ted Williams? Easy. Go go do it. I mean, you can find out so much about Ted Williams. But these other players who we don't we have no idea how great they were other than the eyewitness accounts of people that actually got to play with them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's pretty wild. Well, I, yeah, I'm always curious how people who organically came to the theme got into it i i mean i've always been a a baseball fan but i didn't start doing baseball art until um covid started and i was that was just me being nostalgic for things that made me happy (laughs) no no and i did that yeah but immediately i um you know as a kid i was aware of the negro leagues and that fascinated me that a separate league was present that that actually existed and um and so when i started to paint baseball um i, I did quite a few of um i did i think josh gibson satchel page and i was enjoying revisiting that from it was something that i had dug up on my own back when you know we used books to look things up Um, (laughs) and there there weren't there weren't yeah there weren't very many but um what what i i was there there's it's magic because it's a whole like you said we don't have all the information and that also is part of the draw it's like talk about something feeling legendary you know just looking at the poor documentation of it and being yeah. able to play with that as an artist is, is awesome. And, um, yes. and um, so uh, how did you, um, how did you fall into the fundraiser and what was your reaction? Were you, 
Uh, uh, well, I, I think I may have been the first person Tad contacted. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I was I was game. I mean, why not? You know what I'm saying? Um, one for... I mean, there's there's personal, there's selfish and selfless reasons to do it. You know what I mean? Like one, because I have a cachet of artwork to show anyways. And so when any type of uh, exhibit or whatever you want to call what we did, fundraiser, anytime my artwork fits in, I jump on it. You know what I mean? And that has allowed me to do my small part in exposing other people to the subject that never knew anything about it as well. So it's like a, it's kind of like a very slow moving good virus. You know what I mean? So it started with me and I can slowly infect people with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and when it was at the museum, kids were getting off school buses every day and ending up on the top floor. You know what I'm saying? And and, and just that alone is like, look, I'm a terrible, I was a terrible student in school, but that's curriculum. Yeah. Through art. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, man, it's pretty awesome feeling just to be a, a kind of a scrub student and then to be able to be able to sh- to teach the way that I do it, you know. Yeah, no, I um completely empathize with that. I I um I mean, I used to get in trouble for drawing instead of paying attention to the lecture. So <laughs> I got kicked out of a class for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, um, my parents were constantly signing my pieces, which seemed backwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you want my signature? But <laughs> so, give me a timeline. Like, when you first started the eighteen project, the eighteen pieces. What what year was that? I will say it was um, two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine. Yeah, and then around and then 2011 the the museum thing happened just like right away just kind of rolled into that yeah then um so where did it go from there because you you continued to make the work correct or yeah so so what happened was um I mean, this is, this is really awesome. I mean, when you think about this is a really awesome story to tell. So then the artworks up at the museum and it's maybe been there for a month or so. And uh, the girl, Jesse, who was my uh, contact there, she she gets a hold of me and she goes, Hey, I, I, Based on your artwork here, she goes, I also found some some guy to speak about it. He has a, a documentary and a book. Byron Motley, uh, he was part of the, the um, I think, the thing that we did. Uh, or not. Have you heard of Byron Motley? I haven't heard that name. Okay, so I'll get back to him. Byron Motley um, 
was the speaker who was to, to come. And she asked if I would be there just to kind of like, you know, be there because my artwork's there. We could meet up and we can talk and I'm like, yeah, totally, man, I'll, I'll go there. It sounds really rad. So I get there um, and, and Byron's, who's Byron Motley, his father was um, a Negro League baseball umpire, okay? And so he got to roll with all the greats. Uh, you think of a, a Negro League great from like the 40s and the, the, the 40s into the 50s, he was on the buses with them. And that was the Willie Mazes and the, the Hank Aarons and the, the Josh Gibsons. So like a certain era, he was, he was there. Anyways, he wrote a book about his dad and that whole thing that happened. And, and he wrote the book with his father. So they kind of teamed up on us. And his, his father was an amazing storyteller, like uh, the, the Negro League Baseball Museum um, guy. What's his name again? Uh, the Negro League Baseball Museum um, main. The president? Yes. The president? Um, I, mean, I, I forget, forget his name. name, but a great storyteller like him. And uh, Bob Kendrick, is that it? That's it. That's it. Bob Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lots of people that remember names. But uh, anyhow, I, I got to build up a relationship with Byron. I mean, this was like secondhand knowledge from, you know, from the league. I, you know what I'm saying? Now I have like a an actual person that is connected connected to it you know so he's giving his lecture he's showing bits and pieces from the documentary that he's trying to get off the ground talks about his book and um he just he's asking the people questions there there's like maybe 25 people watching asking questions and i'm fresh off of i'm fresh off of all of this information you know what i mean so I mean, I was like a whiz when it came to Negro League trivia. Uh, I could just yeah. answer anything at that. Now, not so much because, you know, I'm not so hot and heavy into it. Well, Byron, after that, um, when the, when the, his deal was over, he just up and volunteered me to um, give a tour discussion of my paintings. It was like, <laughs> let's do it you know what i mean like you know yeah. like i said i was fresh off the information so it's really cool to be able to talk to a group of people who were there to actually know and talk and discuss and see about the negro league so it was this weird just awesome thing where i got to walk around this this building and just go from painting to painting and talk about it and then after that was over, Byron notified me about a, a, a Negro League baseball art contest that he was going to be a judge of. And he thought, he's like, look it, man, you got all the work right here and find the best one you think and enter that one. <clears throat> I did. And then I won. I mean, this was a, net, a nationwide contest. Yeah. And let's just like, just one little you meet one person and then you meet two people and then you meet three and then you know i i don't know it's i i i don't want to brag about accolades but like 
things good things have happened just from from passion and uh, enthusiasm, and that's where it started. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's an important story because you know I've been a working artist since I was eighteen, and through the years I always run across people who are. And it, t- it sounds weird to say it, but thinking about their audience, what are people going to like? And I'm of the mindset that it doesn't matter because if, if you don't like the thing that you're making, <laughs> if you're just doing it for whoever over there and not feeding the thing that interests or um, that you're passionate about, um, you won't see what you saw, you know, you, no. you started, this was, this was passion work. And, you know, like you said, step by step, yeah. one people became two. And then it, mm-hmm. um, it, it it's a, uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's done the same for me, just um, during, especially during this time, I just focused on the things that I like, you know, these baseball pieces, oh. sports pieces in general, I'm just, I'm vibing on that and I'm feeding off of people's excitement. And I see, I'm so happy to have fell in to this community of artists because we're all pushing, complimenting, sharing, you know, talking about each other's work. And um, it's the most supportive I've ever seen anything in the art community. Um, Yeah. And it, it, it's because of that, um, I think that special bond, especially baseball, that it has. <laughs> you know, the just the nature of the game infects people making baseball art. So in a, in yeah, a good I way. Mean, it's a good I, virus. It, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's weird because, I mean... <clears throat> 90% of the art that I make now is is baseball related and, and and it's very weird because I grew up skateboarding as a kid and baseball wasn't the, the, the anywhere on uh, okay all right it was it was like in the two percent of my spectrum as a kid you know what I mean like I was too busy jumping downstairs and trying to get rad that way you know and um that was i'll have to say skateboarding was my number one passion um growing up it was the first time i ever just gave everything to something you know what i mean like you you just you you quit the friends that don't skate you make friends that do and you just eat sleep and and breathe that and um and then i got into just some trouble as a kid but but my first before the trouble skateboarding is where i got my real first artistic exposure from you know what i mean like that scene is so creative and it always has been and it's getting more of its you know propers today but it was never not it when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like just the whole, the whole, the whole scheme of skateboarding is creative. You're just taking things on the street that aren't meant for 
skateboarding and you're using them that that takes you know creative thinking to do you know what i'm saying yeah see i didn't skateboard but i guess it was late 80s you start to see skateboards change and you start to see artwork go on them Mm -hmm. and i i would um i had friends that skated and um and i would just look through their their catalogs looking at the designs (laughs) looking at the drawing yeah company had like their own offering of of graphics you know what i'm saying so i mean no i would spend so much time just just uh on skateboard <laughs> you know what i mean like it was yeah. so so vast and so bright and so loud that um yeah that that's like my real first influence in in uh, art is is from that that scene see that, that that's what i love about these conversations is those are things that i think i'd forgotten about and i had a another artist on here and he does vintage things and he started talking about that um, how that genre changed during that time. And I'm like, dude, that's right. And then I, I had that memory of, you know, looking at skateboard art. I didn't want to fall and bust my ass, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, I appreciated um, the drawings and just the, the culture in general, the clothing, yeah. the, um, it's, it's skateboarding is so influential on, Cult, pop culture today like like you can you can just tr- you can find something and then literally like trace it back it'll it'll end up in a skateboarding yes <laughs> you know what i mean just because those those goofy kids back then they're the 50 year olds today 55 year olds today that own the companies now you know what I mean? And, and yeah. so it had this, when I was growing up, it had this stigma that you were a punk if you did it. You know what I mean? Like it just got to that, like this guilty by association thing. And it was probably true too, you know, but, <laughs> but you were kids and that, that was my, that was my rebellion. You know what I'm saying? Like my rebellion wasn't drugs. My rebellion mm-hmm. was getting rat on a skateboard so there was this weird misconception that you were causing trouble but you really really weren't you know you weren't you weren't intending to cause trouble you're like oh let's try this and then then the security guards come and then it becomes trouble you know what i mean so yeah so my whole art my whole artistic outlook is from a skateboarding perspective I'm not scared to try new things as an artist. Yeah. I'm not scared. This is the most free I can possibly be as a human on this earth. And so I will try anything. Okay. And you can just look at my feed and it's, and it's because that's how I work. I, 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 I'm like, if I don't attack it, then I may not ever attack it because like my, my artistic thing up here is in sparks. Um, I mean, that's definitely what drew me to your work um, because I, 
I mean, I'm similar. I, it's whatever I'm in the mood for. And if I'm not yeah, in the mood for there. it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so you said about 90% of your work is, is baseball. What's the other 10? Jeez, man. Uh, how can I explain it, dude? Just uh, conceptual, um, impressionistic, uh miscellaneous yeah really it really (laughs) is like yeah so i i wish i could say like i i have a i have a style but i feel like my style is more um well you definitely have a style you see it even within the baseball work i can see the shifts in what you're working on you know between when you you're working in marker working yeah. smaller versus the bigger paint pieces or, um, but yeah. So yeah. I, I was just curious cause I, I don't think I've seen anything but the, the baseball work, which I love. It's just yeah. Like, I, I just, uh, I, okay, look, and then here goes another thing. And this is kind of, uh, this is kind of a bad thing too then you start getting paid to do something. Okay. And I've had some success um, with collectors. So getting paid to do something, I, I am, man, I'm not trying to sound negative. It influences kind of what you do. Oh, wow, this really sounds really bad. Trying to chase money. You get what I'm saying? Like, like I don't, and I don't like that money aspect. It's nice to get it. It's nice to get it from doing things you love, but maybe Maybe I'm just having a conversation with you trying to, to process this and figure it out. You know what I'm well, saying? And yeah. that, that, that is what these conversations are for, I think, because, you know, I'm on the other end, sometimes working through the same things. And that, I think what you're talking about, it's, it's a complicated thing. I, I'm fortunate that people, I'm not, well, it's a balance. You have luck. And then there's all the work that you pour into it. Uh, you're right, um, right, right. I've gotten to the point where I say no to certain commissions because if I'm not feeling it, I'm, I'm not the artist you're looking for. Now, if you want a piece of what I do, that's different. Um, Absolutely. But that, that becomes tricky because I think you can, and, and I have had it happen where you, you start to burn out on the commissions. Um, but I, I feel like I found the balance. And the way I did that is really for commissions, I only push a certain size that I know I know I can complete, you know, quickly. Yeah. And then move on because I don't want to be working on a piece and it just consumes what I'm doing and it stops my fun in the studio. And I think it sounds like oh, no, no. it's a I, little I bit of, think. yeah. It's it's a weird thing because uh, 
<laughs> there was the um the song rap superstar you want to be a rap superstar and live like <laughs> so, so you remember the part <laughs> remember the part when um i forget what is it everlast remember that dude everlast yeah yeah so there's that part in the song where he starts talking he goes yeah man you see you see how it is you see the glitz and the glamour and stuff he goes but it gets to become a, a job too and yeah and so for me I, like you said the, the having fun in the studio aspect and um but you know i i guess that's just, you gotta pay respect you gotta pay respect to your craft when you're getting paid for it you know what i'm saying like I, it's it's, well, it's it's important to to maintain like I said, this is this is fun. This is a fun job. We didn't get into it to have it not be fun. No. So that that is um, just it's a core value, and I think in the long term, if you want to keep doing it, you have to stay true to your core value. Yeah. And and part of that's saying no sometimes. Um, oh, I or, believe me. Yeah. Man. I don't have an issue saying no um, because I, I, okay, the, the card art that I make, that's the most affordable thing that I do. I mean, the most affordable thing that I could possibly do. And, and you, I have some people, they, they come into your, your message, your DMs and, they're already directing you and I, I don't know you 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 know what I do do you know what yeah. I'm saying you know you see it like if if you're too lazy to scroll down the feed a little bit and, and see that, that, that what I do then hit the road man you know what I mean because <laughs> I don't need people directing me before you've thrown that token of appreciation in in the bucket you know what i'm saying like yeah it doesn't work this and and there's there's also this i i'm i'm not a i'm not a, a newbie to this thing okay i so i've been painting for a very long i've, I've been creative my whole life one and I've been a, a, a professional artist since 2005. And so I have people not understand that there are levels to this. Yeah. And I'm just, that's, that's an honest thing. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there are levels to this and you you have to do your due diligence as a as a customer or a client and know who you're dealing with kind of you know what i'm saying like you can go online i do this about the people that buy my stuff i figure out who they are because not everybody's at the same level yeah, do you know what I'm saying? 
like like as a as an old school seniority type of a thing you know there's senseis and there's blue belts you know what i mean and so i just i feel like a lot of people think that this this little instagram thing that we do which seems like more for children almost like so there's this weird like immaturity level of some people that come into your 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 dms because they have 10,000 followers and you have 1500 and there's this really weird weight that social media places on things that maybe aren't as exactly as substantial in real life because social media is weird that way. You know what I mean? So I'm an artist pre social media, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm an social media is weird and kind of new to me and I'm just kind of trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, how new is it to you? Excuse me. How new is social media to you? Social media in regards to trying to promote my, my art as a, as a business to two years, you know? Okay. I've yeah, been that, on, that is pretty fresh. I've been on Instagram um, for a long time, but I've never used it as as that tool. I just got on it to get on it, and you post pictures of your dog, or you post <laughs> pictures of uh, you know what I mean. And, and I still try to do that, like show so, show who yeah. I am in my feed. But you know, I'm mostly hustling my wares about two years. So you know, as far as um. When the pandemic started, how did, did you have focused attention on it or was there a change in what you were doing? No. So I was like fully, okay, no, you're right. Yes. There was a change in, in, in the regards to now I'm doing a lot more two and a half by three and a half sized artwork, baseball cards. You can put in a mail. (laughs) yes and and um and when the pandemic hit it seemed to hit at the exact same time as project 2020 top 2020 and then um so for those listening that's the tops baseball card company made a set where it was just artists remaking their baseball cards which um had quite an impact in people making baseball art in general, I think. It really (laughs) did. And so I was like, I had started my modern baseball art page. I think it was at the end of 2018 and uh, I had broken my arm skateboarding. Okay. And so I couldn't really run around. I couldn't ride my bike, you know? And so luckily it was my non-drawing arm that was broken and then I just started drawing. Oh, oh, and you know, because I, I make my own canvases. I, I have a little wood shop. I got tools in the garage. I cut my own wood. I stretch my own canvas. Um, I try to be as self-sufficient as I can 
um, as, as an artist uh, and try to learn everything I can to help, you know, make me more well-rounded. But when you got one arm, <laughs> you're not well-rounded at all. So I just, it, it, it was a pen and, and paper and I just started drawing baseball cards, baseball, I just drawing baseball cards. And so by the time the pandemic hit, it was cool because I already kind of had a little following regarding the, the baseball art um, and, and then pandemic and then then people want to buy baseball cards that you made. And that was totally cool, man, because I just got back into collecting in 2016 and it was a direct, I, I started collecting because I had gotten a, a pretty decent commission from a collector and um i was like dude i need to buy me some baseball cards man like my will clark collection ended i still have the pamphlet from the last um baseball card show i went to in 1992 and baseball cards ended that day you turn 18 there's a lot more things you're thinking about when you're 18 other than baseball cards and then the collection just stops and so we go from 92 to 2016 and uh i start collecting again and um i just started with the will clark stuff you know i'm a big will clark fan um i'm wearing a texas hat for you <laughs> Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I, got I, all I saw that right off. Texas yeah, I got Rangers all Will Clark's hats. I, I, I'll wear this one for you. That's um, awesome. But, but yeah, so the whole baseball card art, baseball art. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I, I love I it because they, I, I remember you reaching out to me for like trading art, and I felt like a kid again when I used to trade baseball cards. Yeah. And it, yeah. it made me so happy. And I've done it, you know, with a lot of the other artists in our, uh, in our fundraiser circle. And it's, that's pretty cool. That's just. No, um, dude, it is so cool, man. One, <laughs> because you get something you want, they get something they want. One. Two, you open up a line of communication with somebody that you never talked to. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. I've never had a pen pal my entire life. So I didn't know the dynamic of that. Okay. I, I just did not know. As an artist, I can go uh, other than my lady being around, I can go eons without seeing a friend. Okay. Like I, I, I'm, I can just get in. I, I, I'm, I'm a busy boy. I'm never bored because I have art. Okay. And that alienates me, though, from people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got no. I, that is that is so true. Well, but I am because I do, you know, there's father mode, there's studio mode. Yeah. Right now, we are in studio mode. This is an extension of my studio um, yes. because we're talking art. But that's all I live. So, yeah, like I said in the beginning, when you reached out to me, it was like, oh, right, I'm human. Like mm -hmm. somebody, <laughs> because immediately around me, I have artists, but you know, they weren't feeling the baseball stuff I was doing. So I didn't have the dialogue that you and I would have about no. it, you know? 
yeah. they don't have a favorite player that they want a painting of. But, you know, when you reached out to me and wanted a Will Clark, I'm like, dude, that's cool. And then I got a Don Mattingly out of it and so on. And as I tell all the artists, I'm like, it's always open trade season here. <laughs> because, yeah, because, you know, since I have 16 kids or so, um, I don't really spend a lot of money, <laughs> but I will work. I will work my butt off making you something. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, it's um, like so your your card brand. It uh, it says you know donuts. Yeah, is the brand. Where did that come from? <laughs> okay, uh, real simple. Um, uh, the 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 piece of equipment that you slap on a baseball bat. Okay a donut, a baseball donut. And so I, I just felt it was really pertinent. I just sprinkled it up a little bit with, uh, with some color and, um, and just kind of just took on a life of its own for me. You know what I mean? I just, I, and I had people I love it. like, like specifically asking, Hey man, can you make sure to put the donut on there? And that was fun. You know what I'm saying? Like not everybody did that, but some people like, they're like, Hey man, make sure to get that donut on there. And uh, I just thought it was funny and fun. And, and, and that's where it all goes back to um, the whole pandemic thing. I feel like, like us and this little group of people that got together via creativity on Instagram, we got to have fun when other people were bitching and complaining and, um, yeah. <laughs> and we're, you know, we're getting to kind of like get that, childlike feeling you know, like a trading making stuff talking baseball living baseball and and, and there were we were doing that and there was no baseball so we were holding well, it down it, you know whole culture yeah well that's exactly how i started to do the baseball thing i'm like man there's no baseball season and so i just started make and people would would say that it's like man it's like you're keeping the season alive i i had i and, got um, so many of those com- comments too <laughs> that's that's yeah that's amazing that that's the power of art um but you know aside from we were all having a blast but you know me personally I know a few others um it kept us economically thriving you know um because this (laughs) this has been an odd time traditionally I would have been out exhibiting in person um but especially getting addicted to various projects, the baseball being in the forefront. Um, I mean, it helped me feed my kids, you know? <laughs> and uh, you I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that, uh, well, it, it's what you said, you know, you, you make something, cause I made those and, and so many times I make projects and I make, I'm always just making the things I want to make. And a lot of the times it feels like, uh, I'm probably just going to collect these. They're just going to be behind me. But thankfully the work that I put up on my walls, it, it rotates because, um, especially right now, I think with the, so with social media, the internet, we have, we have people's attention right now more than more so than we do when, you know, they're doing their regular nine to five and going to an office and 
doing this and that. Um, or literally going out and running around. See, I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I'm reiterating, I can be home. Like, I don't need to go places. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't need to go anywhere, you know? So yeah. like the whole, the whole entertainment factor for people is, is not there. You can't go to the movies. You can't go eat out to the restaurant. So you're, you're doing a lot more social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. How, how I like to watch TV sometimes, but I don't like to watch it all the time. You know what I mean? Like during dinner, me and my lady will watch, you know, Mandalorian or something while we're eating. But other than that, like I said, I got I got these, and I use these yeah. all day long, yeah. all day yeah. long. Yeah, it it um, it's great because I don't know. Uh, I always it's something I often say. It's um, my life would have been a lot different if I didn't pick up things and make make these creations. You know. Yeah. It um. Put it this um, way, man. Oh, oh, please, please finish. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, see, I've always been creative. I, I mentioned that my whole life. I, I, I think I was even maybe a little more skilled than the kids in my classroom and that type of thing. You could just look down on the paper and see it, okay? But there's nothing I was serious about, you know what I mean? I just had that, like that natural skill. And uh, then you, you grow up and I was a, I was a really young father. Um, I was 19 years old when my daughter was born. And so then that happens and your whole life changes. You know what I mean? It's whatever stupid job you can do and, and that, and then, then you know, I, I think that notion of parenthood, cause I, I became a father at 37 years old. Um, before that, you know, I started my art career, I was 18. And um, other artists were like, oh, it's because you don't have kids, you know, when you have kids, you know, it's just you're not going to do as much art. And um, I don't know if that, um, in general, I don't like being told I can't do something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if it's just the nature of the beast, because my art production actually increased. And it's more furious than it's ever been. And a large part of that for me is um, one day somebody will tell them, might even be me, you can't do that. It's not a real job. And, um, you know, I'll be able to show them the random things that I put on a surface and raise them with. And that's important to me. If I give them nothing else, If that's, if that's all they, you know, when I'm gone, that I leave them, that's the only message um, that's really valuable. But I wonder, I wonder if I would have been the same having kids at a younger age, or if, you know, well, if it's because I I got to (laughs) live a circus, bizarre life until fatherhood. I feel and now like, it's a different circus. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. Yeah. And and then I was a young father and then I was married and then by had another kid and then by 30 I was divorced. And my <clears throat> entire life changed. 
And um, that's when I became an artist. Before I was just a kid that, that had uh, uh, some natural skill. But when I turned 30, I became an artist because the, the, just the pain from that divorce was, is what fueled the, the artistic fire, you know, plain and simple. Well, it's, I think the best kind of therapy when, you know, cause it's your feelings, even, even what we're doing baseball wise, yeah. those are the things we're into and we're breathing life to them in our own respective ways. You know, even though you and I work in the same genre, different animals mm-hmm. that, that we lay down. And I think that's what's so cool about it, but I'm glad, I'm glad that you found that, you know, because it's, I think if more people, I'm not saying everyone has to draw or paint, but if they went to that thing, whatever it is, you know, yeah, whatever type, it's always about expression and um, it'd be, be a lot easier for many to heal that I think don't sometimes. Oh, well, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I was always, uh, how can I explain this? Um, depression has only been a minor thing in my life, okay? And I'm going to attribute that to, I've always had major focuses. I've, I've always had a good, strong hobby that allowed me to escape okay and i've always been a creative person and but there's been definite times where my visual expression was being dominated by a different avenue of expression okay when i was teaching myself how to play the guitar when i was 23 that was so huge for me because my dad always wanted me to, to play the guitar because I come from a musical family more than a visually artistic family. My family plays music. But at the time when my father was trying to get me to play the guitar, I wasn't doing guitar, I was doing skateboards. And so there was no room for anything else but skateboards. <clears throat> Then I taught myself at 23 to play guitar, and it was a good, a good block of time when I was just, just balls deep in learning music. And that was awesome for me because I'm the type of person that if something seems a little challenging or not that I won't be able to jump on it. I'll kind of put it aside. You know what I mean? Art, art's easy for me. So the thing with art is I have to just always make art and then I'll be fine with, with music challenging. It did not come natural to me, but my want got me what I wanted. Okay. And I learned how to do it. And that's how I am, man. I, I just, when I want it, I'll get it, you know? Yeah. 
So what, what's Creative. new right now? No, but creatively, yeah. not financially. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's new right now that you're excited about? As far as your, your creations and what you're doing, how you're evolving. Well, um, I love the zigzag things you're doing. So, so for me and that, I, I'm just like, I'm just appreciating. I'm appreciating the things that I appreciated when I was a kid. Okay. I can't explain it any more than that. I, I have, I, for me, art just goes, and I don't paint pissed off art. I mean, I haven't painted a pissed off piece in 15 years because I don't (laughs) use art for that. I'm trying to capture innocence. I'm trying to capture that feeling that we got to have before we were thrown into the the real mix of the world. You know what I mean? Like when mom and dad were taking care of you and life was good. I, I think the thing I made a little video when the pandemic started and I was showing the baseball pieces to the camera and I, I was just talking about where the series came from. Cause all of a sudden, you know, just like your, your 18 pieces, all of a sudden I had a bunch of baseball pieces. And um, I said, I just, I guess I'm regressing to a time where my biggest concern was having 25 cents for a pack of baseball cards. versus work has stopped or you know and i could i could see it you know it's like okay well what i was full steam ahead doing all of a sudden has no steam and um but being in that place and yeah looking back towards that innocence and just in general my production of pop art you know, the things I enjoy. I love wrestling. I have a crazy little series on that. Yeah. And, um, and that's, and it's funny because other people have these interests and that's, that's what I love about pop art. You know, my, my other work, it has, it's following and people are excited on that and I'm glad, but that's a different connection. Um, those people are probably really weird. No. <laughs> yeah. They have to be because they understand what I'm doing. No, but, <laughs> but but that's the cool thing about uh, something like pop art. It's a it's more universal. So the the um, the dialogue is easier in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, it's familiar. Exactly. It, it's it's what you said. Like uh, kind of celebrating innocence. So for me, that's what I love it is. that. I love that. All right. Well, um, I'm going to round us out here. Bill Cormalis Jr. on Instagram, Modern Baseball Art. Yep. Is that correct? Yep. And then uh, BillCormalisJr.com. Check him out. Check out his creations. I hope you'll be back. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. Because I'm, I'm, always, I'm always watching. And I, I, love, uh, I love what you, all the lefts and rights you take. Hey, man. I, yeah. I think, like, I also... Barry Sanders is a big influence too. So I try to keep it like, like he ran. There you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> there you go. All right, man. I'll see you next time. Bebop.